Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we are going to have a quick discussion about the new rule changes in the NFL coming up for 2023. Now, you've compiled a list of all of the new rules, and I thought we'd just kind of meander through it, mm-hmm. see what we like, what we don't like, and maybe talk a little bit about what the game's heading towards, not just in 2023, but years to come. Right. That sounds good. So let me just kind of start out by saying when when rule changes are put into the rule book or put into effect, um, they don't always come from the owners or the commissioner. They actually, The NFL actually does have a competition committee. Interesting. And they they, uh, they um, suggest rule changes, and then teams can actually submit rule changes themselves. So a lot oh. of you'll see a lot of teams are going to submit something that they want to see done, and the competition committee looks at that. They either approve it or don't approve it, or they have further discussion around it, whatever. So I thought what we could do here uh, is actually go through the rules that were not approved. Oh, first, cool. Then we'll circle back. There were nine rules that were that were. Um, adopted or approved so let's go through the ones that weren't approved so yeah we had talked about this before in another podcast i'll just jump right in but the the first one is that the punt touchback they had talked about moving it from the 20 yard line to the 25 so what that means is if i'm a team and i punt the ball it goes into my into my opponent's end zone the ball gets spotted at the 20 there was discussion around should we make that the 25 because on kickoffs the ball gets if it goes in the end zone the ball gets put on the 25 oh, punts it's the 20 interesting. so they're like why don't we just yeah. make both the 25 and they uh, they did not approve that so really? punt, punts will remain being spotted at the 20 yard line for touchbacks and kickoffs of course go to the 25 yard can line. i be honest sure. my football mind and my football fandom just got questioned because i never even noticed never even noticed so i don't really know where this one falls on our scale of good rule bad rule dumb rule because if you don't even see it maybe good rule i don't know yeah but uh revisit it later my lord i can't talk (laughs) um but wow that's kind of surprising that is surprising i'm very surprised by that so two different yard lines based on how the ball was kicked whether it was a kickoff or a punt the next one that the was not uh, approved was and we had talked about this on another podcast as well, but if you fair catch the ball behind the 25-yard line, does the ball get spotted at the 25? They do this in college. Yeah. So if you're back to receive a punt and you're on the 10-yard line and you call for a fair catch, the ball gets put on the 25. They did not approve that. So if you fair oh. catch the ball at the 1, it's at the 1. You start at the 1. You know I what? think that's great. I'm I kind of do too. Yeah. I, I Maybe we've been doing this podcast together for too long <laughs> where we're thinking on the same wavelength, but I really like that. I think it's like the three-point line in the NBA where it's not the college three-point line. It's a little further back, mm-hmm. and we need to add certain qualities to the game that makes it more challenging because these are pros. These are right. the best of the best. They're the point two. what is it, 2.5% oh, of yeah. football players in, in just if D1, that, yeah. if that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm totally for that. I think it's interesting, too, with field positioning and how special teams works. Yep. Now I'm going to move on to six other team proposals that were not approved so again these are rules that teams submitted to the competition committee and they were looked at and they basically said nope we're not going to do that so the number or not number one but the first one the eagles wanted to put in a thing where you could substitute an offensive play for an onside kick we've talked about this before so Rather than doing an onside kick, the Eagles say, hey, what if it's 4th and 20 from your own 20-yard line? If you convert that, you keep the ball. If you don't convert it, the other team gets the ball. And they shot that down. They said, no, we're not going to do that. Um, It's a little, I mean, I kind of like it, but it's... 
it's just creative enough you you got yeah. my attention <laughs> it, it really is yeah. it's it's I don't know if it's too XFL-ish, though. You know, the N- yeah. the NFL doesn't like to do these kind of wacky one-off things, but yeah, and for a rule that would take a very specific time, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> like one of those. I don't know if we've ever said this term on mic, but it's like it's a stew rule. Like you need to yeah. you need to stir it around a little bit right. and think about it a little bit longer because mm-hmm. I really don't think we're reacting to it in the way that it should be reacted to it over time. Right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm kind of tracking with you. I'm not sure where I fall on it and I have okay. to kind of stew on it for a bit. Sure. All right. Uh, the second one was submitted by the Lions and what okay. they wanted to do was allow a coach to challenge a personal foul. Interesting. And they... Um, said, nope, we're not going to allow that. So if a player commits a personal foul, it's non-challengeable today. The Lions said we would love to be able to challenge it. And the competition committee said, nope, can't do that. Well, the Lions are a very emotionally (laughs) coached team. I understand why they'd want that rule changed. Yeah. The next two were actually also submitted by the Lions. Right on. Let's keep it (laughs) in-house. The Lions really want some some rule changes here. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, right. So the next one, they wanted more opportunities for a third challenge. Mm. Now, again, if you challenge, you get two challenges. If you win both challenges, you get a third. That rule's in place. It's been in place. But what the Lions' point was is they want... They want to be able to have other ways to win back a third challenge or to get a third challenge, not just by winning your first two challenges. So you might win your first one, lose your second one, but they wanted a way for a team to still have a third challenge, and they said, nope, we're not going to do that. Keep everything the way it is. Okay. Um, I'm going to jump ahead here. The Rams, the Rams, again, this is a touchy subject in the NFL. They want roughing the passer to be subject to replay and or review by coaches challenge that was voted down whoa yeah interesting. so again roughing the passer it's always a big play usually it turns sometimes it'll turn the game around from one team to another and the rams said you know what we want to at least have a replay assist and or be able to challenge that and they said nope so if roughing the passer is called today it's roughing the passer. No challenge. On, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident do you feel that that's where things are going, though? You know, it might not pass this time, but yeah. you know it's going to come up next year and the year after. Right. Um, it's just how yeah. much punishment the league takes for this rule it's still such, being there. The, the thing is, it's such a subjective call. It's it like, is. It's, how can you, how can you, I mean, what's there to challenge? Like, it's not like the, the ball hit the ground or not. That's very easy to challenge. Yeah. But this is more just like, did the guy take, one too many steps, I guess he could challenge yeah, that. Yeah, when he released the ball, how long do we count before yeah, that guy's I mean, defenseless? And yeah, I just, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be another situation just like we had. We had a couple this year. I remember the Atlanta one where it ended the game. Yeah. Where I think it, it, was, it, it yeah. could just be situations like that where yep. roughing the passer where the quarterback just gets decked, but we don't really know the timing. We don't. It's so subjective mm-hmm. that... It puts the NFL and the brand in a bad light. It does. And that, and I hate saying this, but the Twitter sphere, right? Twitter yeah. just kind of takes yeah. over and it's like, we just might need to do a quick facelift and just run this for like the next five seasons. Yeah. And then we can silently remove it later. Yeah. Because the roughing the passer one snuck up on us. Yeah. It really, it really did this year. It does. And it's going to become more, and as long as they keep paying quarterbacks more money, it's going to be a big deal for a long time. So Yeah, I feel like, 
that's the line we should end on, really. And as long as quarterbacks <laughs> are making the best money, maybe this right. rule isn't going to dip away yeah. so quickly. So let's switch over to the nine new rules or nine rules that were adopted or yeah. put into the 2023 season. Now, the first six, these are the ones that the competition committee came up with and they all voted and they agreed. So the first one is expanding the definition of a launch to taking the action with one or both feet. So mm. there are rules in the rule book that talk about whether a player can, if they launch off of one foot or two feet, what does that mean? Think about a defensive back. Maybe they're going to go up and hit a wide receiver, right? Are they launching off of both feet or one foot? Um, what they're what this rule is, is they're expanding the definition. So I believe right now the, the definition says one foot, but now it's two feet. So oh. this is very you know fine-grained details, right? Yeah. But this is a this is a rule that they expanded because I always say that if a rule is put in or taken out, it's usually because of a play or or a few plays during the season that they didn't like how they came out, right? So we need to put a rule in for that, right? All right, number two, making the tripping penalty a personal foul. Oh, I kind of think that's a good one. I actually. think it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, usually a guy trips on purpose. It's, yeah, it's rare that they. They trip and they no. didn't mean to. So. Well, I always think of like in Dominican Sioux, like <laughs> right. throwing the leg out or like something right. kind of unusual looking. That's just like, okay, he purposely just threw his leg down to try to trip him. Yeah. I've always wondered if they're going to get rid of cutting. I know that's a weird one, yeah. but for those that don't know, it, it has different names for different folks. It's when a guy is running and clipping is when you hit him with the shoulder. You just tap him shoulder to shoulder to bump him off his grain right clipping is when you stick your knee out so it goes ah, through his legs and sure. it barrels over the front yep doesn't happen a ton but i do see it from game oh, yeah. to game and it looks like it's painful <laughs> i bet it, it looks is painful maybe that's just me yeah maybe oh, that's sure just it me. Is. <laughs> but uh i used to do that back in the day um but i do think that they're going to come up with different personal fouls and and ways of kind of policing the game because it does feel like they've really crushed those nasty players that we've thought of, Vontres Perfect, and yes. those guys aren't around oh, yeah. anymore. Right. And they've quietly disappeared. Now, there are some guys that are gritty and nasty, but mm -hmm. they're not like that. Right. And that's why I bring this up of, like, are they quietly doing this on the defensive end in a weird way mm. where we're able to look back and we go, whoa, all of a sudden, we're, we've are we lost our Dan Hamptons. We've yeah. lost our, our nasty. You know, that's, that's a really good point. I think the NFL needs villains, right? I mean, you that's... You know, in a way, that's what makes it exciting. Is yeah, I like up, Micah yeah. Parsons way too much. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. It's like I need somebody to hate. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like Dan Hampton. You know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or... I didn't like JJ Watt for a long time, <laughs> right. and then I found I was from my home state, and I was like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> right. I can't. I can't have that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna move on here. So number three, this is the one. Uh, again, this is one that was approved by the competition committee. Making the penalty for illegally handing the ball forward consistent with other illegal acts, such as illegal forward pass. Mm. So again, you can't hand the ball forward. Think of it as a, a pass or a shuffle pass. Maybe that's the best way to put it, right? So they're basically saying that the penalty for that is falls under the same jurisdiction as an illegal forward pass. Okay, mm. Very small technicality, but again, this must have come up, and they said, yeah, we need to tighten up that rule, right? Um. <clears throat> The next one falls in line, pretty much the same thing, making the penalty for illegal punts, drop kicks, or place kicks consistent with other illegal acts. 
tactics. So Seems fair. Pass. Yeah. So again, they're they're putting more boundaries around. If it's an illegal punt, we need to make sure the penalty aligns with an illegal forward pass. All right, number five, preventing an offense from be benefiting from an extension of the first half as a result of their penalty. Now, I've always understood it as the game or the half can't end on a defensive penalty, okay? But it can end on an offensive penalty. So I'm honestly not sure what this rule really is about because how could you benefit from an extension of the first half as a result of their own penalty? I'm not really sure because yeah. I'll have to look into that one, but that's that's listed here on we, my list. We rarely on this show bump into a rule that we will not fully understand because rules are meant to be clear and concise. Right. This is not one of those this rules. This one is not one of those, but I'm sure there's more to it than I'll, yeah. I'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll dip back into it because there is something to be said about clock management, penalties, personal fouls. Yeah. How do you judge when to put time back on the clock versus not putting mm-hmm. time on the clock? Who do you put time on the clock for is really the right. heart of this. And that's what's so challenging to say is if the offense gets more time, and shouldn't the defense be able to get more time? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an emphatic no, and it kind of shows off the hand of we're an offensive league. We really don't care about defense. Well, so kind of are, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And it's definitely one I think worth revisiting maybe later, yeah. even if we need more context now because there's definitely more to be said about this rule. Fair enough. And then – Number six, this is the last one of the competition committee approvals. Clarifying improper use of the helmet by removing the, quote, butt, ram, spear language from Article 8. Mm. So what they basically say is that you cannot use your helmet to hit someone, period. You can't. Interesting. They they actually removed some of these terms like butt, ram, and spear. um, And they're basically saying if your helmet, if you deliberately lead with your helmet, hit someone with your helmet, that's a no, no, no questions asked. I'm gonna so, be right with you. Yeah. I love this rule. Yeah, that's a good. I, one. I think this is a great rule. Yeah. All right, now we get into the fun rule. So that, right on. <laughs> I love these. So these are three rules that teams proposed and they were passed, which I think is great. I think teams should be able to, and they can. They can submit. Hey, I want this rule change. And even though these these next three here have team names on them. Yeah. Sometimes they come from multiple teams, but one team will submit it. To I was going to say, I was really missing the Jerry Jones, <laughs> right. Jerry Jones flair on this one. Yeah. So number one, the Eagles submitted a petition. So players can start using number zero uh-huh. as a Jersey number. I know you're not a fan of zero. I'm not a fan of zero, but <laughs> you know, I kind of love yeah. it. I, yeah. I, I won't lie to you. I don't mind this one as much as I loved allowing players to choose whatever number they liked. Okay. Because yeah. it is one of the things that I know we had a long talk about of. Right. One of the cool things about the NFL for the longest time was you could tell what position they played by their number. Right. And now I can find the stars on both sides of the ball so quickly. When I look and I'm trying to find like, um, let's just pick like a defensive end, but he's wearing number 11, Michael yeah. Parsons. Right. Wow, I can find him quickly, can I? And yes. I kind of love that. Okay. Um, you know, I get the tradition of it all, but it also is one of those things that there is jersey sales into it. But well, for my viewing, yeah. for my viewing, I've always had an easy time picking out certain guys because I know Jalen Ramsey's number five. He's not twenty six or twenty four yeah. or twenty three. Yeah. With all these other corners, he stands out not just as a player, but he stands out in jersey too, and it's yeah. quick to find. But maybe that's my own self interest button well, for you. You're you're the new guy, right? And I'm the, I'm the old school guy. I I don't like 
I, I think it's I weird. I get why. I, I don't want to see a punter wear number 62. It's like, no, that's dumb. Or a defensive lineman wear number 11. Mm-hmm. Or the Vikings had Delvin Cook wear number 4. <laughs> He's a running back. What the heck? <laughs> I get <But> anyway. <laughs> it. I get it. I do. I grew up with college football as my first uh, love, okay, which is how I go. came to be. Sure. So I, I get why you say that. But for me, like <laughs> the reflection of the numbers has always been fun to me. Yeah. Um, but I get it. I, I get it. We'll leave it at that because I think we've had this discussion before. Okay. So number zero is back in. Yep. Keep in mind, no double zero. Okay. I like that. Okay. I'm good with that. You're fine zero with that? is fine. Let's not do double okay. zero. All right. Double zero is weird in basketball, too. It's yeah. bizarre. Sorry, yeah. Robert Parrish. It just is. <laughs> okay, so the char- number two, the Chargers, they uh, submitted a petition to make the adjustment of the play clock following an instant replay reversal consistent with other timing rules. Oh, okay. okay. So we see this a lot. A team will challenge a play. It'll be reversed, right? And depending on what the context of it is, sometimes you set the clock back to an earlier time in the game, right? You move it back 10 seconds, whatever, right? So the Chargers said that that's not consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that doesn't line up with other timing adjustments that happen throughout the game. So they just basically said, following an instant replay reversal, the timing rules should apply as well. So that's the Chargers, and they approve that one. They think it's a good idea. I do too. I yeah. think that when you have to adjust the clock, either adding time to the clock or removing time from the clock, for whatever reason, it should be consistent with other times you do it. I'm all for being more consistent with the clock so we get better time management and try to encourage guys to be better clock managers. Now, this last one here, this one I'm not a big fan of. All right. Well, I I should say I'm a big fan of it, but it's only partially there, I think. Okay. So the Texans, the Texans want uh, to expand the replay officials' jurisdiction to allow for review on failed fourth down attempts. Oh, okay. I, I lobby that it should be all fourth down attempts. Okay. Now, if it's clearly an incomplete pass or whatever, and you're not going to review it, but if it's quarterback does a quarterback sneak and there's 22 guys in a pile, yes. what they're saying here is that if he fails to get the fourth down, they'll replay. They'll do the replay official. I say if he gets the first down, if I'm the defense, it's like, no, no, he didn't make it. Yeah. Review it. Yeah, right? he was pushed after you guys pulled the, or blew the whistle. Right. So they only review it if it's a failed fourth down. I don't think that's right. I think it should be any fourth down. You're you're yep. speaking my language. <laughs> so I don't know why they put me. failed fourth you're swaying down. Me. But anyway, so that's the last one. So, again, wow. a lot of changes coming up. Um, should be a fun year. A lot of good things, I think, getting put in. Um, the first six I rattled off here that are approved really all have to do with safety. Right? Yes. Safety of the players, and that has to be number one because they need they need players playing. Yeah. They really do. Yeah, and you need to protect your assets. Yep. I get it. I, yep. I completely get it. I, this is a fascinating list. I'm excited to see how things kind of move over. Right. And I am kind of interested to hear maybe when football season starts what your face is going to be like Macaulay Culkin when you see that number zero on a corner. But that being said, I think it'll be fun just to kind of react to as the game grows and we get a safer game. Um, What they do with the strategy of the game too. It feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of strategy-based or balancing-based rules have been put into the game where we're going to see field placement and clock management really take front stage in a more predominant way that we haven't seen over the past couple of years. And for better, I think that really adds a quality of coaching to the game that is sorely missed right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 
those that know how to do it and those that don't. You're right. And there's a vast difference between the two. Oh, and yeah. usually you can count the best clock managers on your one hand. Yeah. Oh, and completely. And so I'm excited to see if yeah. these tools help others become more, I don't want to say advanced, but you, you want to see yeah. them develop. Right. So that we can see some better players, better plays, better play calling, and better coaching overall with all teams. Totally agree. Awesome. All well, right. any parting thoughts before we get going? We went over all these rules and we kind of commented as we yeah. went. No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another dumb rule. Mm-hmm.